Sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right, Rod. Let's do a little sound check here. All right. Say your name and your favorite order in and out. Uh, okay. My name is Rod Mahoney. Um, my favorite order. So I'll tell you what I usually get and then what I've been getting recently because mm. I've been fasting uh, bread for the last couple months. Okay. Um, so usually I'll go, since high school, I've gotten, I'll go two double doubles with grilled onions and then I'll go a fry and then a chocolate shake. Mm. And now I feel a little goofy doing this mm. when, I, when I'm in the drive-thru, but I'll get a, um, I'll get two or three uh, Flying Dutchmen. Two what or is three? That? Are they singles or doubles? Yeah, they uh, doubles. So it's just the, pe the patty and then the cheese. And then I'll do an animal fry. Recently, I got hip to animal fries. I, I never really. Yeah, I I usually, I usually always just order regular fries or mm -hmm. no fries because I don't. They're a little dry to me. But yeah, recently, like I I tried the animal style and it's a lot better. Yeah, I like them a lot I, more. That's yeah. All I do now. Yeah. I love the animal. Yeah, fries. Hannah was a hater on the fries and then got the they're animal. They're dry. I don't like them. You got to eat them fast. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You only go to In and Out when you're hungry. They're you still get the dry. fries. Slurp them up. No, I can't do that. <laughs> do you think they? Do you think they're like soggy too? I know a lot of people say they're soggy. They're like a weird in between. Like I, yeah. I love McDonald's fries. I love Wingstop fries, um, Carl's Jr. fries. Those are perfect fries. But for some reason, the the In and Out fries are just they're not for me at all. Yeah, wing, Wingstop fries to me are the worst. I feel like <gasps> I feel like they're pretty soggy. I don't really? like soggy fries. Oh. Wingstop is pretty top tier. I think it's the seasoning though. Maybe yeah. it's not the actual oh, definitely fries. The seasoning. It's, it's probably just the too. seasoning. Five Guys has the best fries, in my opinion. Like for fast food chains. Aren't they a little thick? The Cajun the ones? Cajun ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Cajun can. ones are fire. Mm -hmm. They're a little They're thick. Fire, yeah. You prefer thin? Yeah. All right, you guys. Welcome back to a new episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. This is Hannah. And I'm Venture. And we have a special guest today. We've got my Go boy Rod on. Introduce yourself. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my name is Rod Mahoney. Um, Where are you from? I'm from the Inland Empire, Corona, oh. California. Um, currently, I live in Irvine. I'm on campus at UCI. I'm a, uh, a second year law student, so that's where that's I'm at right cool. now. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, second year of like four years, or of is it it's how a, long? It's is a it? three year program, so I'm uh, almost halfway. Mm. So I, I'm like two months into my second year. Yeah, that's a big so, deal, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, You're in I law school. You. How is the workload? Is it like uh, a lot? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so, I it's like, it's just nonstop. It's nonstop. It's um, up late nights. The first year is the hardest year. Mm. So, well, that's what everybody says. It's it's really what you make of it. You might be more involved if, um, in like externships or extracurriculars, your second and third years. Um, so it could be more work. But your first year is really where you get. Um, that's where you get your job. So based off of how well you do on your first year, grade wise and. Uh, the connections you make and the networking um, stuff you do is kind of kind of decides where you're going to start your career oh. and where you're going to end up after you graduate. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, the first year is the most stressful um, because of all that weighing on you while getting used to a new uh, new writing style, new learning style, reading like hundreds of pages a day. Wow. Um, going to class every day full time, and then also having you can't work. It's so much work you can't you can't have like an outside job. You're not going to be able to keep up. Mm. So, um, it's crazy how we just had on, um, Aria too, mm. and he's, um, an injury attorney yeah. for maybe the past like 10 or 15 years or so. And he's one of the top level guys oh, here cool. in Orange County. That's cool. You should probably hit him up actually. I'll see if I can connect you, um, down the road, but 
it was really cool hearing about his job because it's like really there's so many different outlets of law that yeah. he was able to show us. Yeah. Uh, so many avenues you can go down and it's like you really can kind of build it how you want to depending mm -hmm. on like what you want to do. What route are you thinking about taking? Um, so I'll be working at like a, uh, a corporate firm next summer. That's what I want to do. I want to, um, I just want to be involved with businesses and, and the growth of businesses, specifically minority businesses. I feel like, I feel like, um, obviously I want to make money too. I'm not going to beat around the bush and, <laughs> and act like I'm some self-righteous. Um, but I think the way to really like push change and create change, like within minority communities is, is through like business and economic development. Um, so I just want to have a helping hand and stuff like that. Maybe even, um, start like, you know, there's like different business sectors that, that certain communities have. The Asian community has like a strong, close knit, uh, togetherness with them. The Jewish community, they have their own like business sectors, banks, restaurants, grocery stores, stuff like that to where the wealth, uh, it circulates throughout the community. You know what I mean? Like it balanced the dollar are balanced throughout the community many times, eight, nine times. And I feel like that's how you build wealth and in like a capitalist system that we live in. That's where the power lies when you have the wealth. And I feel like the black community specifically doesn't have that. Um, and so I want to uh, kind of, you know, contribute to that as best as I can. And I feel like using my platform as an attorney and um, uh, would provide me a way to help get the ball rolling with some of that stuff. So that's really what my goal is and my reason for going to law school and, my dreams as of right now. So that's what I'm working towards. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So are you doing, so in, I, I know nothing about law school. <laughs> it's going to sound so stupid, but so are you doing business law right now then? Or are, what type of law are you like currently studying? So you have to, um, everybody takes the basic like bar classes that are tested on the bar, which is like the entry exam to becoming an attorney that you have to pass in order mm -hmm. to practice. Um, so stuff like contracts, um, civil procedure, torts, uh, crim criminal law um and then you can have your electives too so like you can take business oriented classes you can take like mergers and acquisitions um business associations you can take corporate finance d different stuff that you can kind of choose it's kind of like um undergrad where you got to take mm -hmm. your ge right and here the ge is basically your bar classes and then you have your electives too that you can take gotcha. um, whatever interest whatever interests you in mm -hmm. stuff what like made that. you want to become a lawyer have you known you were going to do this since you were a kid did you have any relatives or what no nah, um so my whole life i wanted to uh my whole life i wanted to my dream was to run track um professionally go to the olympics uh growing up my whole life i was like ever like my whole life i was always the fastest kid wherever i was in the school on my teams um i got to high school and I just like battled injuries every season, mm -hmm. every year, like serious injuries. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Santiago. Okay. Uh, Corona Santiago. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, struggled with injuries. Um, I went to Mount Sac after for a couple of years. I ran under uh, JB. Um, and that's, I feel like that's really where I like developed my confidence because I, um, my second year at Mount Sac, my first year, I just battled injuries the whole time. I had hip flexor issues, um, went through like crazy rehab with that. And uh, my second year, I, I put on 15 pounds of muscle over the summer, like in the course of two months. Wow. And so I was, um, I was just beating everybody. 
Yeah. And so, like, preseason, over the summer, workouts and stuff like that, I was doing really, really well. Um, but, again, just injuries, and spe- specifically my hip flexor. I couldn't I couldn't uh, hold up, so I redshirted. And then JB went over to Cerritos. Yep, and that me. was my first year yeah. at Cerritos. Yeah, took me with him. Um, took us with him, and I really uh, – that year at Cerritos, I really – I feel like that's where I really kind of took off. Um, over, it was mainly through preseason. I would um, like at the inner squad meets, at the pre, um, the preseason meets and stuff like that. I would do really well. Um, I remember we'd had like a 450 workout where we did like two 450s, and I was coming at the 400 split in 48s. And so it's like, no, I remember you in practice at the front. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, well ahead of everybody else too. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, and I really, like, developed my confidence there. And I remember JB, you know, the whole time, it's like my dreams are going D1, um, eventually running pro if I can. And um, that's where my prayers were lying. That's where I was – that's just what I was focused on every day. I feel like I never – I never cheated anything. I never, like, cheated a rep. I never uh, – I never cut corners. I Like, I was strict with my diet, my sleep, uh, making sure I get my two workouts in every day, stuff like that. And then um, I remember we had a uh, like a time trial preseason, and there was uh, colleges there. It was um, I ran a three hundred. Uh, I ran a high thirty three, and uh, I remember Cal Poly, San Jose State, uh, and Fullerton wanted to talk to me, and JB was like, "Don't even like in a couple months, you about to get all the, the Oregon, SC, UCLA, all the, like don't even waste your time here." So I'm like, "I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good," and then we. Um, we were maxing, maxing squat in the weight room, mm-hmm. and I had 450 on the bar. It was box squats, so you know you you tap your ass on the bar on mm-hmm. the uh, on the box. So, um, so I come down, and my butt hits the uh, the box, and I feel like a pop. Oh jeez! So I fin- aye, aye, I finished aye. the rep and and racked it, but um, uh, yeah, I was dealing with that for a while. I got some MRIs, um, and I. So do you want me to go into detail? What yeah, happened? keep going, man. Yeah, what time. Yeah. Cool. So, Don't um, you just end on a pop. What happened? Yeah, Yeah. so what they found out was, uh, so you have your spine, right? And then you, in the middle of your, your vertebrae, you have this, this, uh, these discs. Mm-hmm. These like, uh, and they have this jelly inside of them that kind of helps you like move and maneuver and stuff like that and bend and twist. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my discs uh, fractured. It split. <gasps> Oh geez. Split. So what Ooh. happens? And there's like a like, potato chip, mm-hmm. like it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, and there's like fluid within that the disc, right? So the split caused the fluid to leak, and <gasps> what the fluid does is it leaks onto your, you know, your nerves are connected to your spine. Mm-hmm. So it, it was my lower back too. So that's where all your uh your nerves and your legs are connected, right? So all the fluid is leaking onto the nerves. And that's causing my legs to like go numb. So I'd be in practice. Oh jeez. Yeah, I'd be in practice just, just trying to get through. Like I, you know, you have to have a good week of practice to perform well at the meet, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd basically go my practices not even practicing. I maybe practice one day throughout the week, and then I run the meet. I run the four hundred, and I'd hit the two fifty, and my legs would just oh, give out. No. Not off of fatigue or anything <sighs> like that, but just. The best way I could describe it is like imagine somebody's grabbing your your nerves and just kind of like wringing it like a oh. towel. Oh. And so that's what I was going through. So um, any like college uh, coach interest in me was not 
wasn't there. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, like a bruised apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through the season. I really just wanted to finish the season and just not even because I was just devastated. Like every meet, I went in knowing that I wasn't gonna do my best, knowing I wasn't gonna run the times I was supposed to run and really be where I had worked to be my whole life. But um, and so the season ended. I really wanted to just get surgery and then try to um keep running. And so Fullerton was still interested in me. Um, they said, we want you to walk on. We have a spot for you. Excuse me. Um, we have a spot for you. Um, and I remember over summer, I, I had surgery, went through rehab. And then over summer, I remember JB called me. And he said, they don't have a spot no more. They pulled oh, it. No. Yeah. And so I was like, wow. And I kind of, it took me a minute. I kind of had to readjust. And uh, so connecting this to law school, um, I was just thinking, like, what do I, what do, I do now? You know, mm. um, and whatever I did in my life, I wanted to kind of just make it. Uh, I I didn't want to just live for myself and just be comfortable and and woo. I'm living my dream. Listen, I really wanted to like reach a broader audience and try to uh, spread God's word best I can. I wanted to kind of affect different people's lives as well. Um, and I thought being an attorney is like a perfect like platform for being able to still do that. So I kind of just started focusing on my education. I went to UCRI for undergrad. Um, and yeah, I just, I went to law school and then, uh, yeah, I'm here now. So that's, that's where I, actually, I still wanted to walk on when I was at UCI too. I just couldn't, I couldn't get healthy in time. And, and I, um, I remember looking at like the big West league finals, like their times and stuff. And I'm like, I could beat these niggas. Like, mm-hmm. like, and so I'm like, I, I still wanted to kind of walk on, but at, I was, I was like, in my mindset, if I can't do my absolute best and if I can't, you know, go to NCAAs and place and if I can't really um, continue to pursue the original dream, I, I don't want to just be on the team. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. want to just say I'm running yeah. while I ran uh, D1 college right. track, you know, because right. I, I, I hate when people, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but um, if I couldn't do my best and I wasn't even going to, not that I wasn't going to try, I was, I still, I'm still pretty active and I'm in the gym like seven days a week, but I, like, that's all the I, days in the week yeah, yeah sometimes sometimes six i missed yesterday so i'm, 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 I'm exaggerating yeah. a little bit but um yeah i was just like oh, there's no point i can't get healthy in time i'm just gonna go through the same cycle mm-hmm. maybe maybe this isn't really what god has for me maybe let me just try to um you know just double down just reassess and uh, not give up just kind of shift my energy and carry that same like drive i had with track to whatever I end up in next. Mm. And I love that. I love that. That's where I'm at right now. What are your so. thoughts on that? First of all, I am stuck on like gaining 15 pounds of muscle in two yeah, months. Yeah, people say, yeah, How people did you that. do that? I actually just did that again. How uh, did you do that? Summer. Cause I, yeah. I need to gain some weight, both the muscle wise and weight, uh, fat wise. How the hell did you do that? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, people always say, Oh, that's impossible. Yeah. That's crazy. I think, crazy. um, we, you take creatine. You gotta get on creatine. I've, um, I, I did it for a little bit, but then I haven't done it in like a year. So. Yeah, you gotta get on creatine. Mm. And then just focus on lifting heavy. Yeah. And a lot of protein too. Like eat. You know what I mean? I think that's and my hardest thing too. Just get eating. your shakes in. So yeah. before we get to that with her, it's a consistency <laughs> issue that we're working oh, yeah. on. There's no point in us getting into the nitty gritty <laughs> until we can get her six, seven days yeah. in a week. And yeah. then that's when I, said, I got it for you. I can tell you, I, same thing, you know, mm-hmm. get in there. I just, I mean, I, I have no doubt in your abilities at yeah. all. 
I've yeah. never heard of someone gaining 15 pounds of muscle in two months. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, what the hell? Now, the thing is, is obviously he's a man. You know, I'm a man. Right. It, it, I'm sure it's, it's different take you, for you guys, but yeah, yeah. It'll take you a little bit, but you will get there. I promise we'll get you I'll there. I'll get some more crazy. And it takes hard work. And most of it is lower body, too. Mm. Your legs, I feel like that's where they're bigger muscles. Yeah. And so when you're focused on, I like lunges, like barbell lunges the best. I feel like that does the most for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mainly lower body. My legs got bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went from 155 to 170. And in this past summer, I was, when I told you, I was, I was doing seven days a week for two months straight on creatine, eating right, taking my shakes every day. Um, I went from, what was I? I was like 160 something. I'm 180 right now. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I feel like my, like just genetically, my frame can carry more weight. Mm -hmm. I just, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. I feel like I I I feel that carry more weight. Yeah. That's the thing too, is it goes up, it goes down. I like where I'm at. And that's funny because we're big on working out, big on our bodies. Mm -hmm. I'm at about 220 right now. Frame, frame could hold another 10 pounds if I needed it to, Mm -hmm. but it's like, let's slim down. Let's Mm -hmm. shred. It's shredding season for venture right now. So we'll see. Let's get it down to like 205, 200 and Mm -hmm. see what that looks like. But yeah, it's just this thing where once you start lifting heavy weights and your frame has it, which you do have the hips to be able to just pack on muscle, mm-hmm. we can get you there. But we're not ending that story that you told us, that transition out of into the real world, out of sport is I think one of the most like significant things that a lot, every athlete is going to go through, no matter what level you're at, just played high school or you're in the Olympics, at some point it will be over. Yeah. And the saddest story aside from the saddest thing, I don't care if you're Tom Brady would be if that's the only thing Tom Brady ever accomplished. I love that Tom Brady goes, yeah, I'm the goat at this. And then I transition it right into a ESPN deal or Fox sports deal. Yeah. Right. And then I have these drinks that I do. And then I have yeah, these yeah. supplements that I do. And you just use that brand to mm-hmm. continue and like build it out. Right. Jordan, things like that. I love that you're taking that mindset and you immediately transitioned it out because that's like the vital key. That's the number one thing that a human being can get from athletics, right? Like athletics is way more important than anything school. Fuck school. I don't care about it at all. Like it did nothing for me. When I wake up in the morning, the reason I wake up in the morning and work out is from athletics, from, right? Mm-hmm. It's not from anything that math taught me or whatever like that. Like if, even if I come across a math problem, do you think I'm using my classroom brain no i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah i used to so don't we're in track if we were working numbers let's figure out what it would do you know what i mean like it's a real yeah. world scenario so your ability to just understand hey i'm going to take these tools that i have and i'm going to put them into a law degree right mm-hmm. and then after law i'm going to put them into other businesses and i'm going to put it to moving my community forward man that's yeah. that's it right yeah, there yeah you gotta just in life period you have to keep growing you have to keep evolving. You have to keep going. And what you see a lot of the times nowadays is like specifically like you might have friends who who might have went D1 or, or maybe pro for a little bit. And it's like that's their whole identity. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we, you, niggas, like we're five years removed from that. And <laughs> you're still showing people your highlights and you're still – nothing's wrong with that. Obviously, you did great. You should be proud of that. But um, – what's next you know right. like you like now you working not shitting on nobody but you know you working a regular job just like the next man you're not better than nobody else don't like there's no um i don't know 
I don't know. So no, like, you do you know. Just, I feel that. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to it's, be negative. It's you're anything, at UPS, but. which is no problem being at UPS or Amazon, yeah. but what is the five-year plan? What is the one-year yeah. plan? What is the mm-hmm. two-week plan, right? Like, what uh-huh. is the plan today, mm-hmm. right? So my favorite story, whenever we hear these, quote, unquote, you think you have a plan. I'm going to be honest with you, ma'am. When she first met me, I thought I could plan everything. I thought I was God. I thought I could just, you know, put this move here, here, here. I'm still very good at certain things like that. But the outcome, have you noticed, I don't really give a fuck about the outcome Mm -hmm. because I just focus on the process, focus on the work. What happens, happens. Because I'm not naive enough to think that I control any of the stuff that happens, Uh right? So it's like, that's what my biggest takeaway transitioning out of sports was, was just like, I don't control anything. If you asked me three years ago, were we going to be right here? Were we going to have this great dog? Was I going to have the career that I was going to have? Was I going to be in the relationship with you that I am? You know what I mean? Like, that's all shit that you just can't control. Mm -hmm. So why try to fixate on that? All you can do is just focus on the process, right? exactly. And yeah, that's what I'm about. Yeah, you are getting better at that. I think before it was very uh, result-driven. Now it's a lot more, what can we learn on the way? Mm-hmm. What, wh- how is the process going to teach us something? Not necessarily what is the, what is the outcome and the result going to teach us? Yeah. You know? And like Denzel Washington said, one of my favorite quotes is like, don't mistake movement for progress, right? So you can be the guy that lifts all the fucking weights, does all this, does yeah. all that, right? But at the end of the day, you have to have a goal of performing. You didn't even sign up for the meet, right? Or you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Yeah. So take that into your business, take that into your job. Everybody can take the picture, right? Or do this and that, but who's really going to take the time to edit it, post it, put it out there, tell people about it and just like create and have a good time. So Mm -hmm. that was heavy, man. That was a good story. We're going to dabble in and out of your story here, but I have, we're going to get into a little ventures kind of dream journal right here. This is just shit that like when I dream, you know, if I wake up, I'm like, damn, that was a weird dream. You know, I write it down do, or something like do that. Do you dream a lot? Every day. I dream. I dream. I have multiple dreams a night. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember them when you wake up? Uh, some of them. If you start Sometimes. if you start writing them down, there's a muscle in your brain that I felt. I haven't researched any of this. This is just me living. <laughs> I've written down my dream probably every day for the past six months, and I've gotten stronger at remembering them. So yeah. I, I wrote them down today, and we're going to figure out, like, because a lot of my dreams do relate to what happened in the day or what's coming up. Do you see, do you feel like when you, you do feel like you dream something and maybe like a couple of weeks later you see it happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if something's on my mind, I think most of it is okay. past. So okay. let's say you had a yeah. podcast, you told a story about your back, right? Yeah. Maybe two nights from now, I'll be lifting in a dream. And then I'll be like, oh my God, my di- mm. like something happened in my disc. And I'll be like, uh, oh, that was the story that Rod told. Mm. Things like that. Yeah. That's the way my brain fix your cord. I hear the feedback just a little bit if you bring it around. Um, yeah, no, no. So here it is right here. The dream journal we're pulling up. So the first dream I had last night was, oh, I was surfboarding on an ATV somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of Montana. So I was in Montana riding an ATV. But do you know how they have those electric skateboards? Mm-hmm. I, was, I took a rope and I was swinging the handlebars on an ATV and just standing up on the seat and just like taking it down the highway. It was kind of like a random thing. I don't know what that's about. What do you think that's about? I 
I don't even understand what you're saying. So I was sta- like ghost riding an ATV, just standing up on the seat okay. at highway speed, just oh. like going down randomly with no fear, no helmet, no nothing. I don't know what that means. Kind of a weird one, huh? Mm. Remember yeah. what you dreamt about last night? I don't. I don't. But talking about your dream, I think that that speaks to the fact that you have unhealed trauma. And, no, I'm playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, was hold like, on. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. That. Like, okay. <laughs> no, just pull, no, I knew. I was like, he pulled that <laughs> out of his eyes. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. And then the other one that I dreamed about was, bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. I guess I just had one. Yeah. I, oh. don't, I don't dream often at all. Yeah. Or I might dream, but I don't remember it at all. Like, I wake up and it's gone. Like, that's yeah. it. I don't remember. And I mean, I, I don't dream a lot, but the ones that I do, I'm, I don't even remember them. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got some other stuff down here in this journal that it's just if I'm driving to work and I see something stupid, I write it down or have ideas or stuff oh, like okay. that. Just like random news topics, things like that over the past yeah. few days. Did you see that um, Kim K and Skims, Skims partnered NBA. with the NBA yeah. and the NFL? And it, did they did she do it with the WNBA too? Because I feel like maybe the WNBA too. I feel like they're right there. Like you know what I mean? Like why you go why uh-huh. you go with the men? Like yeah, she might have been she might have partnered with the WNBA too. I feel like yeah. that's seamless, but that's like a good. Um, that's an obvious thing to do, but I feel like, I was like, why are you go straight to the NFL or straight yeah. to the NBA? Would you wear skims? Hell yeah. You would? Hell yeah. yeah. They got some good stuff. I want to wear skims. They got good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I hear everything that the girls are saying. The ladies are like, yeah. it feels like there's nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'll wear yeah. that. Um, but I saw that, and then I saw the memes the day later that was like, damn, the whole NFL is about to have the Kardashian curse now. Uh, the whole NBA, like the, the whole league is about to be trash because... Yeah a kardashian got involved mm. that's kind of funny huh yeah no did you see the pictures though of the guys wearing the skins yeah, yeah. they look good yeah oh i saw that it was a uh, nick bosa <laughs> oh i don't know i don't know names the white I just guy know bodies yeah the, mm-hmm. the big white guy yeah mm-hmm. he's nick bosa he's a bad dude neymar was on there too yeah he's so, a bad dude too is it is she only doing neymar or is she gonna do the whole soccer whatever maybe he's just a sponsored athlete i didn't mm-hmm. hear her doing any like of the soccer league that oh. he's in right now but yeah yeah that was kind of cool just like one of the updates she's making moves she's doing good mm-hmm. she's really doing her thing out there and yeah. same thing with like the restorative justice work that she's doing right mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool is that really her though yeah. either way it's I guess her, her, name, influence. her name is behind it, so it gets the, it gets the publicity. I right? think, yeah, she's so probably pushing sense. part yeah, of yeah. it, and she's probably funding a lot of it, mm-hmm. I would assume, as well. Yeah, and even if it's not, even the fact that she could have done nothing, and she right. picked up the phone and called somebody, mm. yeah. that's still more than we see other people doing, right? I agree. I agree. So, worst Do case. Do you believe in, like, horoscopes and, like, signs, uh, stuff nah, like that? No. Nah, um, I know I'm a Gemini, mm. but... I, I don't know what that means really. I don't pay Mm-mm. attention. I don't pay too much attention. Nobody's gonna tell me you are this person no. because you were born on the you believe I don't mean to like offend. I, I really I, don't. <laughs> I have so many of my friends or like coworkers that will be like, Oh, what's your sign? I'm like an an Aries and they're like, Oh my god, it makes so much sense and I'm like Yeah. What? Did he give you that yeah. vibe or something? No, but because he was talking about the dream, he was mess messing around with the dream oh, of yeah. like what your dream meant. People love to be like, oh my God, you're an Aries. So that means that you're outgoing or you're fiery or whatever, like whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, like that matters. I've, people have asked me, asked me my sign before and mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll say something random. Like yeah. I'll be like a Pisces and be like, oh, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> like, so I feel like 
I, you know, it's cool to like just if you're curious just to see like yeah. what traits line up and stuff right. like that. Like I get that, but when you start to make it like your whole identity, like uh, you know, oh, my Aries Moon mm. Rising Wedding, whatever. See that I do not you know understand what, I mean? what like, that I, means. Yeah, like so I gotta go outside at this time. Yeah. I gotta get in the water because it's a full moon. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you know what I mean, I, got, it's, I don't know. I don't it's get not that. For me. I or saw- they'll be like, "What's what sign is your boyfriend?" And I don't even know what you are, but. They're like, oh, yeah, like that means that you're compatible. compatible. You're not compatible. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just because of our birthdays or this date, it doesn't how, make sense. How did y'all meet? Yeah. At Cerritos. At Cerritos? Yeah, I oh, mean. Wow. In you, high did school. you run track too? I ran, yeah. I ran track in high school okay. at Lakewood High School. Um, and I did I, I did like hurdles and then like four by ones and stuff like that. Um, but I also did pole vault. But oh, wow. uh, Lakewood didn't have the right equipment for pole vault. Like, they didn't have a proper mat or poles or anything like that. So me and, like, two other students and then our coach, we went over to Cerritos to train because they had the proper stuff over there. Okay. And then you were over there, too. And also yeah, I was in high vault. school at the time, yeah. too, training for the deck mm-hmm. because my school, obviously, we didn't have nobody to teach the deck. So I was with Rich in high school okay cool and then we met and then i went to cerritos and she went to straight to cal state long beach over covid mm. and then or no no you were at cal state long beach before covid right no i started 2020 yeah you're right at cal state long beach no track though i just did i, yeah. I ended you know in high school but um but yeah so we met at cerritos yep. doing track and then i went to cerritos up until covid transferred out to cal state long beach and then finished out over there and mm-hmm. yeah so we're doing That's cool. the rock were y'all, still there? were y'all like like friends first or did you like automatically know yeah 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 she stalked me for uh, not at all uh, <laughs> he loves to say that but that's not at all what happened no hannah's from sweden so okay, cool, cool. it was such a unique thing and she was so beautiful when i first saw her that it had that thing about her that i was like oh that's perfect that's exactly what i want as long as she's not a retard or like a moron or something like that. Like as long as she has common sense, mm-hmm. I, I think we can build whatever we want to build together. And then, you know, we went out on our first date at Red Robin, right? Red Robin. I know one of our first conversations though at Cerritos was about SpongeBob. Because I didn't really watch SpongeBob growing up. Um, I knew what it was and I, you know, I watched it here and there, but not the way you would. Like you watched SpongeBob, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, you know episodes and scenes and whatever and you were talking about spongebob and then i was like i don't really know what you're talking about like i didn't watch that episode or whatever and then that's kind of what so what happened is the i got game you know what i mean like one of the best to ever do it i'll say i'll put it up there right none of the game was really it wasn't that it wasn't working it was just different and it was so unique that i was like oh i'm interested because you know usually you find a pretty girl you give her the seven things right and then it's like okay we check like it's predictable right it goes along the timeline yours didn't it was so weird where i was like oh tell me where you're from i don't even know where sweden's out on the map right and then fast forward to now and we're i'm about to be over there for the fourth time here in a couple months Mm -hmm. and it's like just such a that's what i needed i needed somebody from a land that i had no experience with and just so much to learn and so much to catch on and have like a more global perspective of everything i do i think globally now versus just like i want to be the best in california or the best in the nation it's like no i want to scale this to be the best in the solar system if we can right so it's just she's taught me so much you in a relationship I'm not. No, I'm single. Solo dolo uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but I feel like the best relationships are where you like you start out 
as friends, like obviously you think the girl's cute. You're not gonna fuck around with no ugly. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Girl, that's not good looking. Um, but yeah, you start out as friends. You develop a friendship. You become close friends, and then it's like, okay, I know a lot about this girl. I know enough to where, you know, I'm sure of this girl. So like, I, I want to take the steps. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like. Not that I'm against like dating apps or stuff like Hinge and stuff like that. I just feel like it's unnatural. Mm. Oh, it kinda, I like that. It kind of, um, it kind of fucks up your your uh, perception of relationships because it's like you constantly swiping through beautiful women, mm-hmm. and it's like they're constantly available. And even the interaction, it's just like it's straight flirt. You know what I mean? Like it's not even really natural. I feel like not not knocking no. I know people who've met people off Hinge, and so like, do you? But um, it's kind of like, you know how they say porn, like, fucks up your perception of, of sex? Yeah, I could see that. Because uh, uh, you become, like, desensitized or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, like, the dating apps might have the same effect, you know? Mm-hmm. It kind of limits your, your ability to really, like, feel and interact in a real way with, with a woman or with the opposite sex or whatever you, whatever side you swing. But, yeah. Uh, have you thought about that at all recently? Because I was thinking we've met a few people that have been like, oh, yeah, through the internet or Instagram or Hinge or Tinder mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, how rare is it for our generation to actually meet in person mm-hmm. organically like you and I met? Yeah. It's kind of fun, huh? I mean, it's weird with even like social media or like you meet someone on Instagram. You don't like not a lot of people are like 100% themselves on social media. So mm-hmm. you the first impression that you get off of someone is not 100 percent them mm-hmm. which i feel like same thing with like dating apps like you put on your best photos on there and you like yeah. you don't it's not 100 percent you but out in the street or on a track or like you see like me you know mm-hmm. you see that real person 100 percent yeah which i feel like is so much better than like oh here's a picture of you and then when i come to meet you you look nothing like the picture, so mm-hmm. I would be terrified. I think dating apps are scary as hell. Yeah. yeah, and that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, like it can work out. That's a cool part about this just, show yeah. is you just as long as you stand by it, fucking send it, right? right? <laughs> no, I mean some people do find like their soulmate on these apps, but um, I don't think like if I was single, that would not be the move for me. Yeah. Scary. I got something pretty interesting. So I think it was either last week or the week before the Broncos beat the Chiefs for the first time in I think it was like 10 years or X amount of eight years, right? These are the companies that didn't exist the last time the Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Disney Plus didn't exist eight years ago. Fortnite didn't exist. Game of Thrones season six didn't exist. Hello by Adele didn't exist there's like five other things iphone 7 didn't exist airpods star wars sequel trilogy stranger things tiktok didn't exist tom holland spider-man and white claw hard seltzer mm. oh white claw yeah white claw's new it's kind of funny when things like that get put into perspective mm-hmm. about how like fast some stuff does move mm-hmm. into our like daily life and we're just like oh yeah no that's only been around for four years and you're like whoa mm-hmm. this company is so young and it's everywhere right do you ever kind of see things like that yeah yeah i think like i feel like i was just running track like yesterday mm-hmm. you know or oh, i feel like uh, like i graduated high school in 2016 and how long how long ago is that Eight years eight ago, years. yeah, probably something yeah, and like it that. Feels like wow. it was recent. So, mm-hmm. like, I, sometimes I think, and I'm like, wow, like, I'm, I'm getting old. You mm-hmm. know, I'm getting up there a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Do you so, miss yeah. track? Oh, no, hold on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go into that. But I wanted, sorry, I apologize. We'll get into that. That's right. 
Ikenna was talking about the same thing on his episode, and yeah. you actually inspired him, and that was part of the reason why he recommended you. You asked him, like, hey, how have you felt like you've grown recently? Which is uh, probably, like, a natural thing okay. that people like us, we usually throw that out there to everybody and kind of see what it is. Uh, and it was something that kind of shook him a little bit, he said, because he was like, I haven't been good at sort of awarding myself or even taking, like, mental track of the successes you think about it, you're mm -hmm. in law school man You've, you're accomplished and you're on the right track to do whatever your goals are and it's like a really cool thing but do you give yourself credit for that almost or are you so into it that you forget to do that um i feel like i do now i think um it wasn't until i got to law school where i started actually like doing that or really assessing um where i'm at and how far i've come and also my emotional process throughout the things that I deal with, um, the, you know, the different stressors that I might encounter and, and my uh, process of dealing with them um, and getting through them and stuff like that. Because law school is hard, you know. You go through a lot of ups and downs. You go through a different, uh, different emotions. I came to law school. I'm going to do what I came to law school to do. But there was a point where it didn't look like that was possible at all. Mm. And so I'm thinking, like, I'm reassessing things like I need to, I might have to practice a different area of law. Like I'm not good enough. I might not be good enough for these, these big firms. At least they're telling me I'm not good enough because of my GPA and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then, um, you know, so just like I went through kind of a hard, like three, four months of just like trying to figure out like, is this for me? Am I doing this on my own? Is this what God's leading me to? Um, and just assessing like what do I do now like I feel like there's nothing to look forward to and I kind of like that's where you kind of apply the whole sports um, journey as well with the um, getting hurt constantly and just getting back up and and just keep pushing you know and that's what I did and um, so law school is real competitive it's like if you, you won't get picked up by the big firms if you're not like the best you know what I mean mm. um, and the main factor they use in assessing whether or not you're the best is your GPA. Um, but I feel like being an attorney is like so much more, you know, you have to, yeah. you have to go out and get clients. You know what I mean? So I'd be at these networking events and, and you know, like the niggas with the 4.1s would be like 4.1s, 4.0s, three nines. They'd be talking to the attorneys and they're wearing mismatched suits. You know, they're saying <laughs> stuff like, oh, how's the weather in Orange County? Do you like Orange yeah. County? And I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. like, you, like how are you supposed to get clients? Like, how are you going to yeah. get success? How are you going to be successful doing this? And I'm just thinking, like, like I'm, I, I'm better than these people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm better. And, and it's not like, and my grades were good, too. It's not like I was, like, ass, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But... Um, well, that's subjective too. But it's all law school's a game, and life is a game too. And um, you have to just take your punches and, and keep and keep being adaptable, and keep uh, you know finding ways to make shit shake. You know what I mean? Because like um, I focus, man, I feel like I interview real well, and so that's where I kind of focus all my energy towards just creating um, connections with the attorneys outside the interviews and stuff like that. Like, all the interviews with the students go the same, you know? It's like they ask you, why do you want to be a lawyer? Uh, why do you want to work for this firm? Mm -hmm. This and that. I tried to make it, like, conversational. And it's like, by the end of the interviews, we're talking about our favorite movies. <coughs> we're talking about podcasts. We're talking about sports and stuff like that. So, like, I try to I try to be, like, personable. And I feel like that'll take you a long way in this profession. And um, so I'm, I'm where I want to be. I'm going to um, be working for a big firm 
and uh you know the the marathon continues mm -hmm. um but um yeah and I, I feel like i just developed that also built my confidence too aside from track just being at a state you know the school tells you like you're eligible for these jobs you're gonna make this much money coming out of law school because of your grades or because of your performance and it's like no that's like, crazy so they projected yeah. based off your grades what your I salary can that. be that's yeah. crazy um specifically they'll tell you like you're uh, if you don't have these requirements don't even apply for this job wow so it's okay. like why would you t like you can't dictate somebody's life like why would you tell somebody don't go here that's discouraging there. that's horrible even if you ask like even if you're the worst student yeah. You know what I mean? And you want to go to the best firm and you have like a point zero 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 one chance of getting in. If you want to take that chance, it's your life. Yeah. Like, take the chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I feel like I just, I didn't, I didn't really listen to none of that. And I kept trying to make connections with attorneys. Um, uh, and I'm just, I'm just where I'm at now because of that. I think, um, and that developed my confidence as well, getting like a big corporate job when, I shouldn't be eligible mm. for that. I feel like wherever I go, whatever room I'm in, I just feel like I'm I'm the biggest, like I'm the best. And mm -hmm. I mean that, like, I don't mean that in an arrogant way or I'm sure there's a better way I can articulate it. I don't mean to be like, I mean to be like as humble as possible, but you, um, I just feel real confident in where I'm at and, and, as, and my, um, me reaching my purpose and working towards my purpose and the purpose that God has for me, I feel like I'm on the right track right now. And I feel like I'm really um, well on my way to achieving all the things that I want to do and all the things that I'm supposed to do. Um, and it's not on my own. It's not just my selfish desires. Oh, I want to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I want to have a nice car, a nice house, the beautiful one. Like, I, like, obviously, that's cool. And if that's your goal, that's cool. Do you? Everybody uh, is entitled to however they want to feel. But I just, um, I feel like we're just all here for a reason, you know what I mean? And we got to yeah. find that purpose. And that finding that purpose takes work. It's, um, it's, it takes active work and it takes like hard work too. It, stuff is not going to just fall into your lap. You have to have faith. And while you haven't faith, you have to work and try to uncover that purpose and really, you know, find out why you're here. And because and, everybody does something that's better than the next man or like you do something that's exponentially better than the average person you do something that's exponentially better i do something and it's kind of like it takes work to really find that and then once you find that kind of figure out how that ties into your purpose and um really just cultivate that and and really do what you're here to do you know we're not here to just be born live a comfortable life and then die and turn to dust you know what i mean yeah we're all here for a reason definitely and, yeah I, I like the confidence part. I think, uh, I mean, I have just grown my confident like crazy over the past few years too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for me, it's not like a, I'm better than anyone else or this and that. It's, it's more of just like, how do like I feel in myself? I don't really, yeah. it doesn't really bother me what anyone else thinks. Uh, it's all about me. Um, and the whole, like jo job thing of like the, you have to have amazing grades. I, I think it's bullshit. I think a lot of uh, workplaces, no matter if it's like in law or in retail, whatever it is, it, a lot of it is going to be about people. How do you interact with people, with customers, with clients, with the people you work with? Um, and gaining confidence, I think, <coughs> is like the key to any of that. Um, and I think for me too, it's like, let's say I apply to a job I, I'm going to walk in there confident, not 
meaning that like, oh, I know I'm going to get this job. Yeah. It's more of like, even if I don't get the job, I'm okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. cause I know, you know that I'll find something else. Like yeah. it's not like, it's not going to tear me down and break me down. Cause I know because I believe in myself so much that I'll find something else. Yeah. That's you good. Know? That's good. Yeah. I feel like that confidence is just key to wherever you're doing mm-hmm. in life. And it's not, it's, there's a difference between like confidence and just being like delusional. Mm. What's the difference? I feel like, so you develop your confidence through the work you put in. So when you're prepared and when you've done all the groundwork and when you've done your best and you know there's nothing more you can give and you know you're prepared and you're ready for whatever you're about to do, that's where you get your confidence from. And that's when you feel like you know you're in the right spot, you're in the right moment, and that you're going to succeed. Um, arrogance is, um, what did I say, arrogance or delusion? I said delusion. Uh, delusion is more so just like if I didn't have some, like if I was just saying like, oh, I know I'm the fastest, but I've never beat nobody. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Or if I'm just just bullshitting and just just I could fly stuff. a plane, but you've never been in a simulator. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, could, I could do any, like I could do anything. Like that's a good mindset to have. But if you're if you're delusional and you're just like talking, people are not going to take you serious. Mm-mm. And that, that, that extends into other areas of life too. And, people start to look at you different and, and really not really take you too serious. Mm-hmm. To add on to that, I like co- I co-sign on everything you just said. Even on the flip side of it, of failure, I don't feel as bad about failure once I know that I did train and tried my best for mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It usually feels bad when I'm like, oh, yeah. When you know you could have done more. Could have done mm-hmm. at least a little bit better than that. Uh, that performance that I just put together wasn't my best. And that's like the part that hurts the most mm-hmm. for me. And I think most people, but. Yeah. And, and when you did try your best and you were prepared and you, you fail, it's really not failure. Mm-hmm. Like, because the process you, you uh, that whole process of you, um, putting in the work it's like that's where the growth is mm-hmm. you know what i mean so maybe you might not have got your end result that you envisioned in your head but there's something better like god might have something better for you or maybe there's maybe what you thought was the best thing for you isn't really the best thing mm-hmm. so it's like um what you take away and what you leave with after that whole process and experience that's where the growth is and that's where the reward is you know and you're gonna get that if you put in all the work and stay 10 toes down so um, yeah, I feel like it's not really a, a failure in that instance. But yeah, if you cutting corners and if you if you bullshit and you know then then yeah, it's a failure. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. We can we can scale down a little bit. We've been going deep for a little while. I want to hear a little bit more about your family, about cool. your background there. How are your parents? What's your um like your ethnic background? Yeah, my father's black, um, and my mother's Mexican. So okay, my, my father. Uh, my grandparents on my father's side from uh, Texas, Beaumont, Texas, and Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, my mother's side is, is from Los Angeles. Um, I believe my grandmother is from Mexico. Um, and they're Spanish-speaking. I don't speak I don't speak Spanish. I speak, like, a little bit. But, um, yeah, they're Spanish-speaking. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my background. That's what's up. How many siblings you got? I got one. I got a little brother. He's 20. He just turned 22. He's oh, at nice. uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he studying there? Uh, what's he said? Business. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, athletic too. He's he um, he's a football player. Cool. He's a lot bigger than me. So <laughs> that's how little brothers usually he's a, are. He's a little big brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little brothers are always the biggest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually the best athlete too, mm-hmm. just due to trying to catch up to all the older ones i wonder how it is with girls it's got to be the same well, who's older do you think serena's old serena williams is younger than venus williams yeah and she's the goat mm. you know 
it's kind of how it flows. Yeah. What I wanted to talk about that I thought about with your like transition and your mindset, because you had so much invested in the track and field, right? Mm-hmm. Was if you had got what you wanted, obviously you wouldn't be where you're at today and you wouldn't be on the trajectory that you're at. I think a lot about like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's one of my favorite stories. Like how oh, familiar are sick. you with him as far as like getting her injury, not making it to the NFL, right? Riding that wave as long as he could ends up with seven bucks in his pocket, right? You fast forward 20 years and just look at our childhood. You remember when we were a kid, The Rock was not like the main guy in the movies we were watching. He mm-hmm. was like a side guy or the wrestler. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart would be the side guy. And now those are the two biggest stars in the world in the span of 10 to 15 years. It's amazing, right? When you just pivot what your strengths are, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of like a lot of the things that I kind of see myself as that way. And I know a lot, there's a lot of guys that want to be pro athletes, want to do that, but don't work as hard as maybe we did, right? And learn those skills of an actual, like, there's very few humans that will really go physically and mentally to where you'll shut your body down. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. for a back, let's say, like he couldn't do anything about his spine. Your spine is just your spine. Like look at Ronnie Coleman, right? He's fucking did all that and then had to fuse every one of his vertebrae. Same thing with my mind, right? Like when I first started my career in finance, remember migraine, migraine, Mm -hmm. migraine, because I was just, I thought I was just fighting waves instead of surfing with the waves and getting natural and just understanding I can only control, you know, 10% of what this body of work is. I got to work with other people. I got to do this and this. It's really cool to know that you can kind of turn that on when needed. When you need to go into the deep end of the pool, you have no issue going into the deep end because you've been there before. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that parallels too with sports and in your career too. Like you were saying earlier, it's as far as the mindset you carry and, um, like I was saying too, just the consistency, just being consistent and being adaptable too. Um, it applies throughout life, throughout your whole life. So yeah, definitely, dude. How's your first podcast experience been so far? It's been great. I always, <laughs> I always like fantasize. I always dream of like myself on a on a podcast, mm-hmm. like I'm some famous guest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this is cool. This yeah. is really cool, dude. Yeah, open amazing. invite anytime you want to come on. Yeah. You know, we're always we're here. We live here, so it's like <laughs> come pull up, right? Cool. So um, yeah, man, I got pretty much two more questions. As we yeah. before I do that, do you have anything? Or well, can I go back to my question of do you miss track? <laughs> Or if what or what do you miss most about it? I guess if you is there something that you miss about it? I, I you know I feel like I don't miss it. Mm. Uh, I remember I was like real bitter about the way like my situation ended, so right. I stopped like watching track. Mm. Like I, I used to record like every like all the diamond leagues, all the track meets and stuff. Like I, I didn't even like watch the Olympic finals in twenty sixteen. Like I, I mean excuse me twenty uh, twenty twenty. Like I. I kind of would just shut it off and kind of ignore it because mm. I don't want to see that no more. Like, oh, I should be there. I should be there. Mm-hmm. I should be there. And it's like, uh, it's sweet. but I don't, I don't miss it. I feel like I just, um, I did miss it actually. I'm, I'm bullshitting. I, I missed it for like a couple of years and while I was in undergrad and while I was watching people, um, and my friends go D1 too. I have a lot of like friends who went D1 and, and some are professional, um, like in the NFL or, or, uh, still at like D1 colleges playing either football or track and stuff like that. So I wanted to like, you know, not impress them or not that I was searching for like external validation, but 
just um I wanted people to see what I could do mm-hmm. you know and so that I had to kind of just sit with myself and then um just realizing that I gave it everything I had and never never ever ever like cut corners mm. so I feel like that's why I was able to like come to peace with it so I wouldn't say I'm I, I miss it too much um I miss the competition aspect I miss the the training I miss the grind I miss having like a a goal that you felt like was like far away but kind of attainable and just still just working towards that goal but I feel like I have that now you know what I mean like I just adjusted mm. And so I don't think about track too much. Also, Mm -hmm. if every, like you were saying earlier, if everything went how I had planned, I feel like unless you like top five in the world running track, you're not really making no money. Mm -mm. Like you can't really support a family with that and and live in a a nice area and have a nice car. Um, So it's like the money's not really there in track. And And that's what we were talking to Riley Cooks about. She was training under Richardson, you know, when I was there. And she made it with Team USA for the heptathlon. And my the biggest thing that used to piss me off watching her train so hard was that she had to work other jobs to make ends meet and, you know, make that thing happen. So what I want to do, and that's what I wanted to ask about you, is are you interested in finding other ways to move the sport of track and field forward other than as a participant? So, for example, when I get to the level to where, let's say it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, to where I do have the level of finances to help support these young ladies who are putting it all out on the line, right, There, it's a no-brainer for me, like, write a check, you know, make it happen, pull some funds together, make it happen. Is that something like you, it doesn't have to be money wise, but like coaching or just supporting, sponsoring, doing anything like that? Have you thought about that before? Uh, no, I haven't. I think, um, or even youth sports, right? Yeah. I, I, I want to have kids. So obviously I, I coach my kids and pass on whatever knowledge I have. I think, um, I think my focus is on like building up like my community and really focusing on like just the overall well-being of the community and, and growing businesses in that way. So if I can get that off the ground and if I can like contribute that way and maybe I'll have time for sports and, and track, then I would. But I just feel like um, I feel like that all my attention right now is towards just making people's lives uh, just easier through through business development and through job growth and and really um building a community you know i feel like not to get off on a tangent but i feel like it's all we love that we love tangents <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. I, I feel like um specifically like the black community like if you it's like if somebody puts you in a cage and has no intentions of ever like letting you out you can't you can't just sit there and keep begging a person to let you out knowing they have no intention of letting you out at some point you're gonna have to like sit down and really like you know, okay, how am I going to get myself out? How am I going to, uh, how am I going to get out this cage? And so I feel like that's what I want to help people. I want people to have that mindset and I really want to have, uh, that's my dream to really just build, just build and um, just make things better for uh, minorities and, and uh, my community through the platform I'll develop as an attorney. Um, and all that's like far away too. So I, I know it's just talk right now, but but I feel like I'll, I'll make it happen, and I'll, I'll take the steps that's needed to um, doing what I want to do and doing what I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. That's where my How, how's your relationship with time? 
as far as like, do you feel, cause you're talking about like, it feels like uh, it's been a long time since you were like in, yeah. and then you also feel like, oh, it feels like it would just happen sometimes. Like, do you feel ahead? Do you feel behind? Do you feel right where you're supposed to be? I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't. That's awesome. Um, I don't feel like, I'm just always in the moment. I don't think, um, obviously it's important to plan on uh, on the future and have a plan. But um, I think if you dwell in the past and it's like it, it hinders your present. And if it hinders your present, then that affects your future. Mm. And it's oh, that's just, awesome. So it's like, I, I feel like I just try my best to be in the moment. Whatever was the past is the past, you know. And um, if you focus on the present, that'll set you up for the future, so to speak. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, I mean, you can't change the past at all. There's mm -hmm. no point in, in looking back and like, oh, I should have done that, I should have done this. You can't change it. It happened. You yeah. know, whatever happened, happened. It's okay. Move on. Same thing with the future. I think there, there are aspects for sure that you can control, but then it's also like you can't, you can't control every single piece. Mm -hmm. uh, something might happen. We might not be here in five years. Like we don't know. So there's no point in planning every single step ahead either um yeah so i think i i also think i'm a little bit more right here right now mm -hmm. but i do have like you know in in, in two years i want to do this or i want to travel here like i still have goals of course but like yeah. it's very like i'm very i can't i can't control everything mm -hmm. like i have to just be where i'm at right now and just continue working hard and doing my best yeah that's amazing as we start to kind of land the plane here, I got two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. Is the first one being, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that maybe me and Hannah didn't ask you so far? Um, you asked about my, my family background. Uh, I think uh, I just want to uh, just talk about like, I feel like where my foundation's at and where, you know, how I grew up yeah. and how maybe that might lead to how I am today. I feel like, um, yeah, I just want to, I want to, my, my father might hear this. So I want to make sure I shout him out. I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like I have the best father, like in the world. Mm. I think the greatest, what's your dad's gift, name? His name is Rod. I'm a junior. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the best gift so far that God has given me in my 25 years on this planet has been his like guidance. Mm. Uh, my father's guidance, my father's, uh, counsel his love um i have my father my grandfather and then my uncle cornell i feel like those are just like three pillars in my life who have like molded me and just taught me to be the man i am today and obviously i'm not i'm not a finished product i'm still growing and stuff but just just everything like as far as like how to approach things how to um be like solution oriented um how to how to fight how to just simple stuff like that how to lead how to uh how to carry yourself how to treat a woman everything i feel like um i'm lucky to have my father and to have strong men in my life i feel like that's important um for somebody's growth um so yeah i just wanted to shout them out shout my father out too i feel like i remember even like as a young kid like thinking, you know, you can't, you don't choose your, you can't choose your parents. Mm. You know what I mean? So I remember thinking like, even in elementary school, I see other people's parents and I'd be like, like, wow, like how did I could, I could be 
that could be my mama. Like mm. yeah. I heard them ask, like, you know, I, <laughs> like, and I and I have and I have like great parents. My mother's great as well. My mother has built like my faith and has been fundamental in that as well. Um, so yeah, I just I've, my whole life I've been aware of that, aware of the the family I have and and the structure and the guidance I have, and I'm, I thank God for that every day. What, um, what did your dad do growing up? What did he do growing yeah. up? Yeah, what was your work? dad doing for work when you were work, growing up? Um, he worked for uh, MAS Security. Um, he's a software engineer right now, working for ADT. Oh, cool. So yeah, he works. Um, he was going to the office every day in Irvine when I was a little kid, but. Uh, I would say once I hit like what was I like nine to not nine like probably like eleven twelve, um, he was allowed to work from home. So he took me to school mm. every day. Um, he oh, had, he was ahead of the curve yeah, on that, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and just um, he's just somebody I could, you know, when people get older, they usually kind of drift away from their parents. I feel like I can go to my dad for anything. That's awesome. And I can That's talk nice. to him about anything. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm grateful for him. Yeah, and I love him, so I feel like I, I had to shout him out. Shout out Rod. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. that. And I always say, too, if you don't think that you had the bat, best dad, mm-hmm. you, you just didn't have a good dad. You know what I mean? Like, if, if everybody doesn't say that about their dad, your dad didn't do his job. Mm. That's, like, one of my things. Same thing, you know what I mean? Like, love my pops. Super great. And it's funny how there's certain things that you were doing as a kid that maybe you didn't understand or you just weren't in agreement with. And then they're just automatic now. Like there's just so many things where I go like, oh, I didn't like that as a kid. And it maybe it looked a little abusive to some people, but it's just ingrained in me now. You got to get up and go to work. There's no, I never had a weekend as a kid. It was wake up, go mow the fucking lawn, yeah. go. Or here's the thing, we were in Vegas too. So what, it gets 100 degrees by eight o'clock so that means you got to be up at six or five thirty to get all your like got to take the dog out got to mow the lawn before shit starts to get damaged you know what i mean so it's like but that work ethic that he was able to help instill in me is priceless you can't pay for that you can't just like give that to somebody it's ingrained instilled over the process right did you um did you get whoopings as a kid like would you whip your kids good one would you spank your kids here's the thing and um I'm going to do it better than my parents did it because I think we're talking, it's a, it's a pass down from slavery, right? If you really uh-huh. go back, you, you get it from slavery and we understand why it had to happen within the Jim Crow laws. You had to beat your kid or else that white cop was going to kill your die. kid. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So I understand. And, and we've been getting better mm-hmm. with every single generation. And what I've come up with so far, and I'm not a dad yet, is the answer is yes. I will um, explain though. I will of go course. really in depth, not in bed, more in depth than my dad, because he would understand, mm-hmm. hey, you fucked up with your grades, now I'm about to fuck you up, right? Mm-hmm. And you you get it, but I mean, really get it. Like, we're going to have a 30 minute, we're about to do a whole podcast episode, mm-hmm. sit down, you know, eight-year-old, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. this is why you got to do it, we're going to run it through, you know what I mean? This is why I did that, so that you understand and link it, and really take the time to do that. I'll take more time and invest more time on the brain than I am the ass whooping, but the ass whooping has to get there because I have mm-hmm. to take you to a place that you've never been before mm-hmm. to make sure that you know you get as a man you understand 
don't let anyone put your hands on you know what i mean like you have to take care of business mm -hmm. so that's definitely it but only if that kid has the drive and the ambition and is a little wild like how we were because i don't know if you go back i was a kid that needed an ass open like you weren't just going to talk me out of like whatever like you needed to fuck me up a little bit so that i understood like oh yeah i should go do this and don't get bad grades or things like that right so what do you think hannah yeah, I was about to ask what you feel the same. You know, y'all put his on that. Yeah, we no, do. But here's the thing: no, is we I'm do. Coming yeah, more. we do. Yeah. With with, uh, I don't, I don't believe in spankings or ass women's at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I and I mean, just growing up in Sweden, it's you don't do that in Sweden at all. Like that's it's, my dad was probably the last generation to do that. He grew up in the sixties, seventies. So he got, I think he got ass weapons, but since then <coughs> it's like, that's just, you don't, you don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. So that's something we really do disagree on. I don't. Have I gotten better though? You too? for sure have gotten better. Um, and, and with ass weapons, and I mean, I'm not an expert in ass weapons cause I never experienced them. I was never around them, but I do think it's a very lazy way of trying to discipline your kid. Um, and I think it is more of a, I, you don't, you don't steal from other kids because I'm going to whoop your ass. That's, that's not like, to me, that's very lazy. You have to teach the chil children why, why do you not steal? It's, it's not nice. You don't want your stuff getting, getting stolen. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's, it's a lot deeper than an ass whooping. And I, I, I think that's, I, and it's like. A grown ass man putting their hands on a child. Yeah. That to me, uh, -uh. Yeah, not go I, to jail, please. Yeah, I think it's and we say ass whoopings and beatings and I I don't mean like it's the difference between abuse and just like a spanking, yeah. like a spanking. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like when when you have a little kid, a little badass three year old, you can't reason with a three year old. You can't be like, oh, what you did made this person feel this way, therefore don't do it. They're not going to get that. Yeah. What they get is like you spank them and they associate that with the, let me not do that again. Once they hit like fourth grade, third grade, then, and they develop mentally, then you tell them, you sit down and tell them, you don't got to beat them. You just sit down and tell them like, this is what you did. This is the result. This is not good. Don't do it again. And hopefully they, they understand. 100%. But you can't reason with a little, I've seen way too many examples of, of parents who've raised their kids um, not giving them uh, whoopings, and then those that that did, and how those kids turn out, and I don't know. It, it teaches on, and obviously, like I'm not setting stone on what I would do. I probably whip my kids, and like when they're when they're young, and if they're little bad kids, but um, and obviously I can change. I'm, I'm far away from having kids, so yeah. I, I, I'm not setting stone. I, yeah, I probably. I have a question for you. So this is what I want to show you. And this is what I'm trying to, I need to ask what your opinion is. Because until I can find something that replaces what I'm about to say right now, it has to be this. And I'm actively searching for a supplement to this. I can take Rod right now anywhere on this planet. And we take it to Sweden. I don't want to shit on Sweden or anything like that. It could be Sweden. It could be Brazil. It could be fucking China. And the ability and the capability of like discipline and the extra gears that we have mentally to whatever it is, I don't care if it's war, I don't care if it's business or whatever it is, those human beings that we're in competition with, or at least in the same market with, 
aren't going to be in the same category as us. Does that make sense? I could take Rod and go take over the entire capital of Sweden right now if I wanted to. You could take about 20 guys like us and it would just, they would roll over just because of the level of, it's not abuse, it's not that, but the idea of you're saying a big man taking you down, you don't understand that when I was eight years old and my dad was, he was a D tackle back in the day, big 300 pound, 6'3 black guy, right? The man, it would have to be an eight foot, 700 pound human being that in my head, I'd have to be like, oh shit, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. But as a big man now, I just see him and it's not a factor anymore. It's not an obstacle. You just go, okay, we need to roll through it. We need to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I take that with me through my life. Now we still have goals. We still have, you know, the strongest men know to like relax and not act like that. Right. And I have control of myself, but there's gears in that deep end of the pool that I'm talking about that there's no better way to put a young man into that deep end without actually putting him into the deep end. So how do I do that without the discipline and the structure of the ass whooping? Because you're talking about this thing that we have that a not, not a lot of men have with the guidance that his father was able to give him. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So, And I'm not here to get you to go like, uh, okay, ass weapons are amazing or this and that. That's not my goal. I will, that will never be my opinion. I can tell you that. Never. I will never totally. be, I will never agree with it in my I life. You. I don't care what you say. I will never agree with them. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like having the conversation right now. Totally. So this is just what I'm, this is just what I want to ask so you. So I think we should end it. Totally cool. But this is what I want to ask you is, do you agree with the sort of, uh, philosophies around life that Rod or somebody like myself would have right so you see the end put and you go yeah this is um something that i i kind of stand behind no i i I totally agree and and stand by the way that you guys are living and your goals and the work ethic and you're working hard and a hundred percent totally do that um and I, 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 you can stop right there. Yeah. I love you enough to find another way. I think I'm talented enough to yeah. where I can find another way to do it. Yeah. But as of right now, it's a tool that's in my toolbox. Doesn't mm-hmm. need to get used, but it's in there. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, but yeah, and we have time. The the in the past five or six years, the growth that I've had. Mm-hmm. You give me another five or six years, I'll fucking find some Buddha mental Zen shit to <laughs> who knows. Like, damn, that shit venture was doing works right. So that's what I'm doing. The last question that I got for you, man, is who are two to three people, guy, girl, young, old, you know, that you really enjoy that you would like to see come over here, sit on the couch and maybe have a conversation just like you did that you would recommend? Yeah. Hopefully people that maybe we don't know, you know what I mean? That would be like preferable, yeah. but, um, you know, it could be guy, girl, two to three people that you go, hey, I really like what the path that they're on. I think they're on to something. doesn't have to be like the most big money, just somebody that's trying to master their craft, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you already got uh, Kaya coming on, right? Kaya Daniels? Mm, no, I don't oh, okay. think so. Okay. I don't know she's, if I can recommend another, her. Yeah, she's another law student um, that I'm really proud of. She's an amazing woman um, and just really like introspective and and able to like seamlessly have a conversation like this so she's really good okay um my friend braxton he's a firefighter mm. oh that'd be perfect uh, yeah LA, yeah that'd be so cool yeah la county um so he's always telling me about stuff he sees and and Dang. being at the station how long has he like, been a firefighter for like a couple of years okay wow. yeah so he's he's somebody that's cool to talk to um 
Um, you know, I don't I don't really speak to him anymore. He wrote my letter of rec and I had a few classes with him, but a professor at UCR named uh Frank Wilderson. Um, he wrote this book called Afro Pessimism and I feel like uh his just takes on the social climate and how like like stuff like critical race theory is stuff I'm into. So like he, he has like great takes on stuff like that. And if you want to get into like a, a, have like a political episode or something like that, where you dive into stuff like that, that would mm. be cool. Um, I think it'd be cool for you to have like JB on the podcast, but um, he's busy. He's at USC right now. I don't know if I could get him to come on, but. Oh, that'd be cool. So he's coaching yeah. over at SC, the yeah, sprint team sprint, over there. Sprints. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many is that? That's three. That's yeah, five, yeah. Three, no, that's four. good, that's man. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We'll be in contact. Worst thing that I do, dude, is just reach out and they say no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's okay. no. That's all cool. But um, yeah, that's super awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming on, man. That was yeah. like. Cool. I hope you had a great time. No, I, I loved it. It's a pleasure. Yeah. I've, I've always like envisioned myself mm -hmm. doing this, and now I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah man. Dude, yeah. anytime, hit me up, dude. It's it's all love here like yeah. open door policy whatever you need let us know all mm -hmm. right yes For sir. Sure. i appreciate you and this has been natural thoughts and talks catch you guys later bye, bye. all righty guys we are back with the digest the digest the digest we had rod that's right i liked it. rod jr that was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. He came out swinging with that back story. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine, babe? Like you're doing a squat and you're breaking your back. Yeah. That's the crazy part is when there's Fuck. things that you can't, like you just can't train to have a stronger spine, right? Like no. if somebody breaks their, like slips a disc or breaks a disc, you can't be like, oh, you're weak. Mm. Like what? What do you mean? Or even like, like, oh yeah, like I, uh. I tweaked my muscle or like, you know, things like that. Like I twisted my ankle, like things like that are like fine, but your back, mm. fuck that hurts. Yeah. That's bad. That was crazy. <sighs> I he's can't even imagine. Good guy though. He's definitely going to be a really good lawyer down the road. For sure. I think he's law school is crazy though. That's wild. Yeah. That's actually I'm impressed wild. by anybody who's going through it. Right. Cause yeah. I just know I'm like, no, I'm good. I would never. Well, one, it's so even, it's like, it's so hard even getting into law school. And then it's so fucking hard when you're in law school, too, mm -hmm. that it's like, well, what the hell? So, yeah. like, good for you. Like, honestly, that's... I feel like my business costs are hard. <laughs> yeah. But they're, like, nothing to compare to law school. Yeah. Well, it's good. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be on again sometime soon. Yeah. It'll be really nice. How have you been today? I've been good. I had a nosebleed at work today. Oh, uh, was it because um, you woke up early or desert since I'm, we were in Vegas? I'm thinking it might have been the desert because um, I was like doing this, like kind of scratching my nose and then blood came down. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Luckily, it, like it didn't get on any clothes or didn't get on my clothes or anything. Um, but I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, I got to put a fucking tissue up my nose. Yeah, baby. I love you to death, but you're not very like, I'm not saying you're not resilient mentally. Physically, will you meet me a little bit of like, yeah, I am kind of a, a delicate flower a in the bit. desert. You're a very pretty flower. I'm just, uh, in general. I'm no, with you. the thing is, babe, I will perfectly deal with cold, with regular, like if it's cold here, cold in Sweden, regular air. But when it comes to dryness, dry air, or when it's really hot in Vegas, no. So here's what I'm trying to say is, yes, anybody's good and cold when they have the proper equipment. I'm talking about 
yeah, you're not going to go out in a t-shirt, but you get cold. You're not somebody that's yeah, just I like... Yeah, cold. That's what I'm saying, baby. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Oh, Kino boy. Hi. You said to go lay down, though. You know, it's we were just out with you. You're a very pretty flower. You're just a delicate flower. It's that's okay. Right. But we it's still okay. love you. Yeah. But I completed my tasks. Good. I didn't let the nosebleed stop me from putting the garland up. I'd be like, guys, I have to go home. Sorry. Yeah. I'm injured. <laughs> Tell me no, to go lay down. No, it was good. Kino, get out of here. Lay down. Go lay down. Thank you. Um, it was nice though. Yeah, I was there obviously early, but it I actually do notice a difference. Which I mean, you it makes sense. But compared, like if I start at five a.m., which I usually do, compared to today when I start at six, you're a little more rested. Yeah. Um, even when I set my alarm yesterday, I was like, oh, I'm getting six and a half hours of sleep. Like, that's Whoa. good. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's like actually good. We went to bed that late. We went to bed at, um, I think I, yeah, 1030. Really? I fell asleep. Yeah. Hmm. Let's go to bed earlier today. Um, just putting so I was like, down. oh, wow, I'm getting six and a half hours of sleep. Usually <laughs> when I have a 5 eight Kino. Sorry, pause. Get go the fuck down. out of here, man. Go away. Kino. Go lay down. Dude, he's always in the mix. Yeah, but you were grabbing him too, so. I was what? You were like grabbing. I him. took his collar off. Now he's fine because he's quiet. Um, usually if I start at five, I'm up at four. Mm-hmm. So then I'm usually like I only get maybe five hours of sleep, but um, but it was good. It was just me and Sarah there. That's nice. Yeah, we were making it festive and Christmas pretty in there. Yeah, Christmas we're is gonna, getting earlier and earlier. I know we're gonna con- we're gonna continue to do it tomorrow. We're gonna put lights up tomorrow. So mm, yeah. Fun. It'll be good, though. Are you guys going to be playing Christmas music in the shop? Yeah. Because that kind of sucks. I was like, are we going to play Christmas music now? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I like Christmas music, but by the time Christmas comes, yeah. I'm going to be tired of it. There's only 10 songs. Yeah. Really, like, real Christmas songs. And, and I, I don't really like Mariah Carey, so I'm like, oh, I got to listen to this girl now. I'll listen to half the song once yeah. a year, mm-hmm. and then I'll be good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. How was your day, though? How are you feeling? Oh, uh, what did I do today? Got up, got some meetings done. They were a little strenuous mm-hmm. like mentally they were like i had to stay focused the whole time versus kind of riding the belt but it was good to get in the office kind of do our thing and yeah nothing abnormal yeah. so just good day. keep on riding it yeah, yeah. good got, got better today good so That's i like good. that nothing like eventful what happened i'm sure i wrote some stuff down though that was let's get into here mm-hmm. oh apparently you know what i want to talk about um yesterday when we were doing a little bit of like admin work at the coffee shop is it Aroma de Roma mm-hmm. that we were at? Shout out to them. I actually like them a lot. They mm-hmm. always seem to have pretty energetic staff mm-hmm. working there. They're nice. Do they have any guys working there? Or is it just kind of like younger? No, there was a guy girl? today when we went there. He It was a guy. Nice. But um, that awkward conversation that we kind of had to listen to for, what, 30 minutes or so? Do you so? think that was a date? Yeah. Really? Yeah, babe. I thought it was like two friends catching up or something. Baby, the conversations that they were asking was like, you barely like are getting to know this person. Like that guy didn't even know she had kids. Oh, do you see what I'm saying? So maybe you weren't listening how I was listening, but we showed up and then there was a like a Mexican guy sitting right there behind us, and he was kind of looking at Kino a little funny. That's kind of why he was on my radar. I don't know if he was upset or anything like that, but anyways, we put Kino under the table, let him lay down. He's a good boy, just doing his thing. And then the girl, um, like a Mexican girl, comes and sits down behind uh, before you got mm-hmm. back. And then you could tell it was just like a, hey, want to grab coffee kind of thing, like a little coffee date. And I just kind of felt bad for their lives. Honestly, it's one of those things, kind of a wake-up call almost, where let's say I'm complaining like, oh, I don't want to do the work that we're doing because it's not necessarily like 
make its admin work. You know, you have your admin work and then you have like your like your sales or your helping clients, things like that. That's fun. I like doing that. I don't like the studying for the next exam that's mm-hmm. coming up to clear me for a different securities license or something like that. Like that's not nobody enjoys that. And if you do enjoy that, like you need to be an accountant or something like right. that, right? But just hearing their stories, it was kind of like it started off with him being like well, I shouldn't have more than one drink or else yeah. stuff starts to go downhill. And that's what I heard. I was like, oh, geez, this guy. He's like, yeah, I have an addictive personality. And then it sounded like he was in recovery. I was like, no, I think you're an addict. Like, the the things that I heard, it just felt a little forced. It wasn't like it was like, oh, there's a light. Because I feel like a first date should be somewhat light. I agree. Like if, if we he would have talked about like alcohol in the sense of, oh, I had too much to drink now, like I kind of take it easy like that's a whole different vibe than him being i, I just okay. got out of rehab almost like and this and that you know what i mean like i don't, I, I have to stay away from alcohol like it, it was it was very deep i feel like for like a first date um mm-hmm. that's why i was also like are they because at first i was like oh they're on a date but then i was also like but the conversations they're having are not first date topics so i was like what the hell? But then it was also like, but it's really awkward. So like, they don't know each other. It was a whole weird, mm-hmm. it was actually really, really so weird. So when they were talking about that and then they, baby, they just both seem like, I don't want to be rude really, but they just, they were losers. Like they seem like well, they seem boring, boring losers that kind of just really don't do much in life. Not like they mm. maybe don't work hard or anything like that, but they just seem kind of down on Did their luck. Did you hear the conversation where he was like, I'm on disability? Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. You can be on disability. But he was like, yeah, I'm on disability. So um, he was like, yeah, and like, it's enough money. But obviously, like, I really like nice cars and this. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be able to buy nice cars yeah. on disability. That's yeah. for like regular expenses. You know what I mean? But like, duh, you can't buy mm-hmm. a nice ass car with disability insurance. Like, what are you talking about? So he was talking about disability and he was like, well, you can't have kids or anything. And then now it goes to, she had kids. Did you hear that? And mm. they were like, yeah, whatever. Maybe don't have kids young or whatever, but these fuckers are always needing like medications and this oh, and yeah. that. And I was Procedures like, and surgery yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was like, chill on your sick kids. Another thing that she said that I realized like bothers me. Um, she, I think the waiter, they had, accidentally typed in two orders of their food um not like the the people are sitting eating but the people that were working had act messed it up so they basically did two orders of the same thing so they um she was like oh you guys got yours already right and the lady this that was sitting down she was like yeah thank you honey i can't stand honey is it like speaking down or yeah what? i don't like sweetie i don't like honey i don't okay. like i realize i don't like that um tell me why it just seems, first of all, I think it's a very old term. And what's wrong with that? I think it's a, shit's changed. Like, shit, gotcha. like you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I feel like it's a term used by someone that is either older than me or is above me. Okay. And I don't like the fact that just because you're older and maybe above me, or you might even have to be above me, but the fact that you think that. I'm older than you, so I'm using the word the word sweetie to you. I get it. I don't. I don't. Not that I'm like. It's like a put down. Not that I'm gonna fight you for saying it to me, but I would never call someone sweetie. Yeah. Cool. Or honey, or like you know those types of words. Yeah, I'm taking the filter off now. Not that I had it on with raw blah blah yeah. blah, but I'm not. Do you hear? I just did that. Not that this and that. Like fuck that. Let's see what is. Blah blah blah. Cool. 
Yeah, we don't have to pick Shantae up from the airport. Oh, okay. Nice. I, uh, Long Beach is cool, but LX is far for 8.30 at night. Come on now. I got an early morning, too. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, lady people talking down on you and stuff. Just be cool. Yeah. doesn't matter who you're with. Be cool. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Um, what else do I have here on this list? I think it's more of like a... Um, How do people treat you in Sweden then? What Do they just not even talk? Do you just put stuff down and then silently walk away? What is the public etiquette? Because in the restaurant or in the stores, at least I go to, nobody really talks to you. So how does that work? No, it's fine. It's better. It's like just regular. Like, here's your food. Like, can I get you anything else? Like, it's gotcha. very, it's casual. It's good. You know, it's nothing like I like it, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't like the whole like whenever there's a there's kind of like that power dynamic thing or like i'm better than you or i'm older than you so you should respect me i hate those things like i can't do that i can't I stand it, it. Ugh. yeah i'm with that i would never moving on are you done yeah because i agree with you i'm not gonna sit here and tell you no <laughs> gyros that's the new shit here is what it is gyros are fire but um the fucking suzumi suzuki zaza sauce is great yeah what is it called Tzatziki or tzatziki? Yeah. Tzatziki. I don't know how to say it here in America, but how you say tzatziki. It? I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's literally holding up the whole gyro. It's, it's the literally meat, like a yogurt sauce. It's yogurt. Don't call it that. That's gross. Yeah, but it is it yogurt. tastes good. Yeah. I really like it. And I mean, like, you know, the veggies and stuff, all right. The bread, all right. Meat, yeah. But that sauce really completed the whole mm-hmm. thing. So I want to put that sauce on other things that are like actually good, like a burrito or like a good carne asada burrito or something. Oh, yeah. Be really good. Yeah. But I like gyros. They're cool. We should definitely. I want to go to Nick the Greek or whatever it's called. The Nick the. Uh, Let me check their yeah. menu out right now. I, I really like their chicken gyro. Uh-huh. It tastes a little bit different from the one that we had in Vegas. Okay. I think they have, I think they do have the tzatziki, but they also have another a little bit of a sweeter sauce in it, there. Does it look pink? Like, is it a pinker sauce? No, I don't think so. Oh, cool. Um, But that one is actually, I, I like that one a lot. Are they calling it pitas or gyros? Gyro, Why do they I call think. this one pita? I'm already on the menu. Let me see. But, yeah, I mean, it looks good. We should try them out. What's the place called? Nick the Greek? I mean, I just looked up Nick the Greek. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a gyro and pita. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we, is it on you tonight or what? Oh, we're going there tonight? I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> um, but no, that, yeah. I mean, I've always liked gyros. We've had them, like, when we went to, uh, like, Greece and stuff like that. Obviously, eat them there. And mm-hmm. they're, yeah, I've always liked them. They're good. And they don't feel gross. Like, you don't feel gross eating it, but it's still, like, you're still full. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, like, a good full. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you see that lady that was walking the cat when we were walking Kino? Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Who walks their cat? That's kind of weird. Yeah, like, come on now. Why are you walking your cat? Why? And I think... You need a dog. Well, yeah, but it's also, like, if it's an indoor cat, it's an indoor cat. Like, you have the cat inside, the pees and, and shits inside in the little cat litter box. Like, And then or, if you have an outdoor cat... It's outside. Yeah. So it's like... What the hell? What are you doing? Yeah. And like it's people cats who cats are... aren't trained to be like, Oh, we're on a walk and then I'm gonna pee on this tree. Like Kino has a little routine. We know if we go to this palm tree, he'll most likely poop. Like we know that because he's smart enough, we're smart enough, like that's a that's a dynamic. With a cat, 
what the hell? Like, I bet do it doesn't do like getting tied up too. It doesn't like being in like cats yeah, are quick. They want to be able to evade. They're not like pre like you know what I mean on yeah. that. They get little things, but if I yeah, cat's probably walking around scared, he's like I'm fucking vulnerable right now. Like cats don't like being vulnerable. A pug is like whatever. Let's mm. just walk. Like it's cool. But yeah, I don't know about that. One. It's kind of weird. I can't do that one. I think it's just people who, I and I hate the pet owners who feel bad for their pets like oh he's an indoor cat but oh he should get some outside time but i'll do it in this false reality of whatever but i don't want to let him go because i'm scared he's going to run away and it's mm -hmm. like well then i hate to say it you need to find a cat that does indoor outdoor stuff. but i live in an apartment oh well i don't know what to tell you like you got to get out of that apartment like mm -hmm. now you're asking for country cat shit like you got to move out to the country if that's mm -hmm. oh i don't want to you know what i mean you can't just be far. it's whole foods basically mm -hmm. like you can't be in the city trying to fucking act all natural and zen and like herbal you know what i'm talking about because hey at the end of the day you're still living in downtown long beach like yeah. it's fucking rough on your body the air right. the lifestyle everything so mm -hmm. if you really care about your body you'll go move out to the middle of montana and yeah. just like grow your own vegetables do it like that and live a better quality of life yeah. right but you want to be here in the city you want to order uber eats and it's here in five seven minutes like mm. this is what you got to deal with right yeah so that's my little rant yeah i don't you agree you disagree i would what? i do agree yeah I, I don't think you should put a cat on a leash. or you got to go to sweden let's say like sweden's great right you go out there it's a better quality of life like mm. you're healthier for sure what don't we have in Sweden? We can't wake up at 1130 at night and be like, I think I want some in and out right? Or I want a massive monster. See, that's the thing. Stores, or like especially stores, like retail stores and things like that, they close earlier yeah. out there than here. Because like, they take care of their employees probably, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think after you work, like if you work after a certain amount of, like certain time, you have to get paid more. Yeah. Um, and like if you work before a certain time, uh, you also have to get paid more, I think. But like here, like let's say with Ralph's, they close at like midnight or may no way. They close at one. Probably. I think they close at one and then they open back up at like five. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Definitely. But you don't like, I think the grocery store in Sweden, I think they're op they open at maybe six or seven and then they close at 10. Right. So it's just what I was upset about is like, damn, I have to plan my shit out a little yeah. bit better here in Sweden. Yeah. I can't just be willy nilly like, let's go here because you're like, oh, that's closed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit, I yeah. wanted uh, to make some spaghetti or something. Yeah. Like, no, wait till tomorrow, yeah. right? So yeah. that's kind of cool. But the kind of weird couple that was behind us, they did say that there was dollar tacos, and I heard dollar tacos was like, that's cheaper than the dollar fifty that we're accustomed cents. to. That's yeah, what I heard. Cents. Uh -huh on um seventh and redondo mm. so he's like the tacos were all right but for a dollar a taco if you're giving me a taco we don't expect the quality to yeah. be amazing yeah. five star michelin i'm expecting to walk up and go give me 15 mm -hmm. <laughs> and then let's keep it pushing mm -hmm. after that like so we'll have to check that out do you yeah. think it's just on tuesdays or do you think it's every day we should have turned around and be like excuse me sorry to interrupt your Drug addiction yeah, conversation. Yeah, sorry about your disability, alcoholism, yeah. and the kids that you don't love. But Dollar Tacos, tell us more. Yeah. Where is it at? When? What? What time? Yeah. yeah, we should have asked them, but no. I don't know. I mean, we'll check it out on Tuesday, maybe. And then we can ask them, are you guys here every day? And then we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to move in on that. Um, Wait, this at 7th and Redondo? Yeah. <laughs> 7th and Redondo. So yeah, you got to go in there. It's probably by that Thai barbecue spot that we've been saying we got to oh, try that, to. I want to try that one, too. Yeah, we'll try that soon. Yeah. I have... Um, Ooh, you know what I'm craving right now? What? Some Thai curry. 
Oh, that sounds so good. Nice. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, it'd be really nice. A nice fat stack of ribs. No. Some mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm not craving that. Oh, Mac I'm and really cheese. craving curry right now. Ew. I don't know anybody who craves curry. Fuck curry. <laughs> Shit's gross. Like very for the hype too. Thai curry. Yeah. I I like Indian curries, but Thai curry is a different thing. Cool. Love that. They can have that. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> Hawaiian food, barbecue, this guy. Don't even. You know, don't. No, no. Just let him be. He's funny though. He's doing his thing. He was uh, when I got up this morning. He was sleeping on the couch, and he was sleeping just like that. Of course he. And is. he when I came in, he like had seen me already, so he like had his head up. He's like. <laughs> and he, I, I heard his tail hit the hit the couch because he was like wagging like, his don't, tail. Don't don't, 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 don't. That's funny. Uh, speaking of Kino Boy, though, compliments. Every time we take him yeah. out, compliments. So here's the thing: is that kind of like stocky guy that was walking up on us just before we started recording. Um, I don't like. So help me work through this. I think I've figured it out, but let me know. I don't like it when people talk about Kino that don't know the breed or really don't know. Like, I don't want to educate you. I'm not He here. knew more, though. He, he just didn't really know the He didn't know, know the, the name. name of it. And then... But he yeah. knew he was like, they love... Like, he understood the dog, I mm. think, then a lot more than most people do. So that's just my first red flag. You get mm -hmm. if anybody's coming up and they go, this is my... my no, I, no comp, I noticed right? that because you kept walking and I stopped. Yeah, I get it. So yeah. here's my rule, though, is... Whenever someone comes up and it's like the red flag, they don't know the name. They want to ask, like, don't they use them for this and that and that? Like, if you come up to me and you're like, oh, my God, I love your Belgian Mal or something like that, like this and that, I, and you have a story, I'll sit here and talk to you for like five minutes, right? But when you are giving me those red flags and it's like, I don't want to sit here and educate you about the dog because that's all we would do on our walk is talk to people about the dog. Like, I just want to get inside and do our thing. I get that's rude. I can be better. I'm working mm -hmm. on that. But if you stop. Uh, which it seems like he stopped, but now it's sounding like he stopped because you stopped or something like that. No, he stopped from okay. the start. Yeah, yeah, he stopped, and then that's why I stopped. So I'll keep walking, and if the guy stops or anybody else stop, I'll stop and like give you a couple minutes, and we'll sit here and talk. Mm. But I'm not gonna like educate you as we're passing by, and like, do you see how that? It just looks like well, a waste yeah, of time. Well, yeah, because that's me. also there's so much to say that if we're just passing by, that's there's not enough time. That's how I feel. Um, it's like where do we start? You see what yeah. I'm saying? So, but I, I mean, the first green flag was he already knew, not the breed name necessarily, but he knew the type of dog Kino was to an extent because he moved out of the way and got into the street. He okay. was like, "Let me move out, move out of the way," because I don't really know what this dog's gonna do. Because I don't he, know what he's gonna do. No, I know, but <laughs> but and that is because he does know that these dogs are used in the military, the police. He understood that. Mm -hmm. um, so he was like, I, he moved out of the way in, into the street. Um, but yeah, and I feel like it doesn't, it does happen. Like I would say at least once a day to where someone would be like, oh my God, that's such a cool dog or whatever. But it doesn't happen that often to where your behavior is uh, valid. <laughs> and, and what I'm saying is, I want it to never happen. So yeah, that's like where my mom's. I just want to be left alone and just keep. But continuing. you have such a cool dog, so you can't. You're like that's kind of what comes with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have such. A, that's like if you had a really cool car, people would probably be like, "Oh, that's a cool car!" Like they would probably stop at that. Just like now, we have a cool dog walking around. People are gonna be like, "Oh, what the hell? That's that's a dope dog." You know? Yeah, it's so. like I have such a massive dong that just people are 
just hounding me for it. They're like, please, Venture, can I have some of it? And That's I'm like, not at all. You have to ask Hannah. I just can't be divvying out dick on a daily basis like that. Same I'll just thing, let right? you like think that that's what people are thinking about you and uh-huh. i'll just leave it at that but with the car too do you remember in the hangover when he was like night that's a nice whip or something mm-hmm. like that and he was like stop it don't even look at it i'm gonna go you know what we should watch tonight what the hunger games oh okay yeah Let's do that. we can put that on here in a little bit i'm with that yeah because the new one's coming out that'll be smart yeah i think it comes out on the 7th okay so should we try to catch up or something i'm not gonna watch the whole movie but i'll watch like you don't have to watch all of the movies there's like Four. Yeah, weren't they like part ones and part twos? Yeah, there too? might be like five of them. So you don't have to watch all of them, but at least maybe like the first two, I would say. Okay. Let's watch the first two because then, then you'll kind of get the idea of it. And it, does, did it become a money grab? Did you watch them all? No, they're actually good. Like they're not super like all just repetitive. It is the same because the Hunger Games is the same gotcha. thing. Like it's the same story. It's not like the Fast and Furious where after the third or fourth no. one, they're like, all right, we, we get it, guys. No, it's, I feel like these are a little bit better. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, same. What are you doing, you know? Um, but yeah, they're good movies. I like them a lot. Cool. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I also like that my burger press came in. Yeah. I looked at it and I was like, is that what it's supposed to look like? That's kind of big. Are they, are they, are they that matter. big? No, some of them are small. It just depends on how big of a burger you mm-hmm. What is the downside for it being bigger? I just didn't, I had no like reference. I was like, oh, okay. Because the burgers aren't that big. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be the size of like a burger patty. Yeah. But this one's like a little bit bigger. Well, got to make the little ball. Mm-hmm. Put a little, what is it, parachute paper? What do you call it? Parchment paper. Oh, all right. We'll put the parachute paper on top of it and then squeeze it down. Season that bad boy Knowing up. you, you would probably put like um, plastic uh, wrap on it. And then, and then, then it like, melts. Oh, that's gross. And like cheese. And uh-huh. then you bite into it. And like, what's going on here? Yikes. Like, oh, you didn't want plastic bag with your yeah. <laughs> what what do you mean don't you like it have you ever had a starburst you know cool it down have you ever had a starburst and not taking the wrapper off so this is like probably not because you were in sweden you know the starburst though i yeah i have had that and uh, like it, it you or like you eat it with the take, wrapper okay i wouldn't eat the whole wrapper but sometimes if not everything comes off it okay you're like oh like i'll swallow it you know what i mean like i'll eat it ew yeah like little bits of toilet paper back there and you got to be like all yeah. right let's go to work for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh that's nice yeah. well i'm happy you had a good day mm-hmm. yeah i had a good day too yeah i feel like now it's kind of i kind of talked about my uh, talked about this with my manager today of she's like um because i sometimes do like tomorrow i'll do a shift before i go to school so she's like are you super tired like when you get to school and i'm like not really like i so when I work at five, let's say, I'm not exhausted waking up. Like I feel, I feel fine. Like it's okay. But then at like 7 a.m. it'll heat, it'll like really hit oh, me and yeah. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm about to fall asleep right here. <laughs> um, especially if I haven't like gotten too much sleep, I'll like, it'll hit me pretty hard. Seen, oh, come on, man. Come have on. you seen videos of people who have um, fallen asleep at work? No. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, security that guard me. that was asleep. Yeah. I would like lay on top of all the clothes. Uh, so that happens sometimes, but then also if I go to school, it'll hit me around like one ish or like 1230 and I'll just sit in class and I'm yawning and yawning and yawning. Uh, luckily tomorrow I have nothing going on. Like I don't have an exam or like anything I like really have to focus on. I'll just like kind of sit there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like now though, if I don't have class after 
it hits me a little bit later in the afternoon. Uh, but for in school, it's like around like noontime. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you think about this. I'm less empathetic towards you as far as I a week or two ago. Was well, like, I'm not seeking empathy. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. not not giving it to you so that's good (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking that you know how you treat people kind of how you're treated i don't know you just put things under your lenses and i don't really put myself in your shoes so when you say you're waking up at four or five or whatever i'm like god damn she's slaving away Mm -hmm. like because that's how i was doing it if it was a job where i had to get up that early the easiest part is just waking up and then then you got to get there now it's like fuck i gotta put my body through hell and you know like i've worked some tough jobs whether it's just you're moving the whole time doing something active the Mm -hmm. whole time and then now realizing what you do i was kind of like oh yeah she just wakes up and then she's inside like she's just in the retail store kind of cleaning or doing stuff like that not saying your job isn't hard but it's not something that is gonna ruin your whole day Mm -hmm. like noon isn't gonna come around and you're like oh my God, I can't, like my day is over. I'm wrecked, right? There's, I can't go anymore. You kind of just have to get up, get Mm -hmm. into that routine, show up and everything has a place, right? Like it's just new clothes or sell them and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why like it, it is really nice having those early shifts because I'm there when no one else is there. It's just like me and maybe two to three other people. Sometimes it's just me and Sarah uh, so it's really nice just being like it's just us no music like it's very just like it, it is pretty relaxing um and then yeah like some days we'll just like i'll just change mannequins i change the clothes on mannequins the whole shift yeah um playing dress up kind of um but today was a little bit more like labor intensive i guess um just because we were we were putting up the ornament like stuff for the holidays yeah making it pretty so we were up i was on a i was on a ladder basically for four or five hours um top of a ladder which was a little scary mm. but um but no, i was standing on a ladder like my whole shift basically today so that was a little bit more than what i usually do how was your balance it was fine <coughs> luckily there was a railing because we were putting the the christmas stuff like around the railing so I, I was able to hold on to the railing that like for a lot of it how much weight can that railing hold i'm sure it can hold me do you like, think that like because i was even thinking i was like if i like accidentally fall i'll grab onto the railing and i'll i'll hang like i'll swing yeah are you um, strong enough to do that yeah there's no band there no i'll I'm be like, fine get my green band <laughs> flip it over and now i can pull. no i would be fine um but yeah but at first because i was like Cause I was on like the last step of the, of the ladder. And then I asked Sarah, cause I kind of needed to get one step uh, like higher. Um, and I was like, Sarah, do you stand on this top part usually? And she was like, well, it depends on your balance. Like if you're, if you're, if you feel comfortable with your balance, you can, but if not, then I would. And I was like, you're not well, supposed to. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to, but I was like, um, well, my balance is okay. Like it's not bad. Um, so I was like, let me try it. And I was able to do it, but it was like, I kind of have to focus like the whole time. I was like, you better not fall. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, I like the morning shifts They're, I mean, I'm done early. Like today I was done at 11, uh, sometime like tomorrow I'm, I'm done at nine and then I go to school. Um, sometimes I do, uh, I literally just do five to nine and then let's say I don't have school and like, that's, that's it. I've already worked my shift for the day. So yeah. it is pretty chill. That's good. I think one of the harder, weirder shifts, though, that I've seen that are graveyard shifts was that short stint that I did at Bark Bark. 
remember I would show up at seven or six or something like that. And I only worked two shifts there. I had my first <laughs> and my last shift. But what I saw <laughs> from my short run there, the guys, it was like this one guy that was a dad. And he had to have been in his early 20s. He was no more than 25, I would say, right? And he came out with pillows. So they paid like one or two people to sleep with the in the doggy daycare. Oh. And yeah, they would just lay beds out and then, you know, lay like... 20 beds out and the dogs would sleep there in the warehouse and then they would sleep like on the floor or in the chair like an office chair with a pillow and a blanket what? just make sure like if something happens or if a dog ha there's a fight or something yeah. like that you're there to be there and they would turn off the lights and maybe have a couple night lights but the weird part was he was he had kids and a family and he just spent most of his shifts like not being there weird. sleeping at his kids and I felt kind of like that life decision, like he wasn't making the best life decisions mm. for his family and his team. And I just took note of it because I was like, dang, man, that's kind of rough. Like you're, this is what you have to do to mm -hmm. make ends meet. This is, might be a little too much. Like you might, I understand it's very competitive here in Southern California, but if you're willing to do this, why don't you guys hop in the car, drive out to a Texas or a New Mexico mm -hmm. or a Kansas or literally 49 other states let's say go get your plumber certification go get your electrician certification get some sort of a trade right you got a good life yeah you guys will be for the for the rent that you're like nickel and diming to pay you guys are probably living it's like the gondolier remember when we used to live in the gondolier mm -hmm. and our that part that the apartment was too small for you and i right and then we had kino and then it was like some people had two kids, three yeah. kids in there, and I just felt bad. I was yeah. like, oh, boy, these it's rough on these families, right? So. I bet these people don't even, like, go to the beach. Like, I feel yeah. like, because I think, like, the uh, a big reason why I like being here is because of the ocean and mm. the water and, like, access to that. I bet majority of the people that live like that, don't even use the beach like yeah. they don't even use what you're kind of supposed to use when you live here yeah and like what you're paying for it's a sunshine tax so like, then it's like if you're not even using that why the fuck are you cramming in two families into a one-bedroom apartment that doesn't make sense you right. know what I mean? you gotta go somewhere else then yeah i agree you know and there's a lot of great places out there yeah just and then it's like that fear oh i don't know what's over there mm -hmm. well shit man go figure it out like, yeah Make it happen, dude. Because I get it. Not everybody is going to make it here in SoCal. Like, right. It's very competitive. And that's fine. You know, that's and not cool. everyone wants to make it here either. So it's yeah. like, I think I think some people are trying to force something that is not supposed to happen. There you go. Like, why are you trying to force being here when we know, first of all, we know that's probably not going to happen. And then two, you probably don't want that to happen either. So just go somewhere else. That's fine. I like that. I want to close on our kind of road trip routine where I get you coffee. Remember, I used to be like, oh, why are we stopping for coffee? Mm -hmm. Something else came up. Now you have to get like poop breaks in because you have your coffee, right? So do I have to factor that in now as well? Of like, No, I was fine. The only reason why I think it hit me pretty hard <laughs> was because... I had a big, it was a kind of a bigger drink. Like it was, it was a medium, but it was a, it was a lot. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like one small cup of coffee. It was a, it was a big size coffee. And then, um, it took us longer to get back to LA than normal. It oh. took us about like 50 minutes longer, like to an hour longer than what it usually does. So I think that kind of played a factor into it too. 
Yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, dang, do I got to another thing now? Oh, Kino. Oh, it hurts my ears. I oh, know. Um, and then I usually, like on our road trips like that, I would get like a hot coffee. I got a cold coffee. So it had ice in it as well that eventually melted. So then I felt the need to pee more too. Mm. So, yeah. It's a tough world that you're living in, huh? My life is so hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Keep it up. Maybe we'll go get some grub. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye.